What's up, everyone? We're back for another post-game episode of Locked On Bucks. And again, uh, Milwaukee have lost another game of basketball. This time, the starters, for the most part, were on the floor, but it didn't matter. They lose 107-97 to to the Brooklyn Nets in a game where Kevin Durant played, Ben Simmons played, Kyrie Irving played. So it was probably as close to a dress rehearsal as you could get, but they were still uh, a little bit rusty, the old Milwaukee Bucks. They finished the preseason 0-5, so let's wrap it up. And get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Two locked on bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN alongside me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And uh, as always, we thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day as well. If you haven't subscribed on the audio platform or on YouTube, we'd appreciate if you got that done now because the preseason is out of the way. We're on the road officially to the regular season, but the Bucks finish a weird and uh, certainly abnormal preseason slate 0-5. Uh, this game carried significantly more intrigue than probably the other preseason games, certainly to start with Giannis playing, Drew Holiday back in the lineup, Brooke Lopez, a more familiar-looking Bucks team. It didn't necessarily mean that they looked all that much better on the floor, though, Frank. Where do you want to start here? Because uh, certainly by the time the Nets starters had checked out of this game, uh, it really wasn't close. No, I'm Giannis hits 32 minutes. Drew Holiday played 35 minutes, which uh, is interesting. Um, but as you said, I mean, the the Nets weren't exactly, you know, holding back by preseason standards either. KD at 31 minutes, Kyrie ring 33. So the, you know, the best players for both teams played a fair bit. But um, yeah, just, I mean, the Bucks just, they just didn't look, they haven't looked sharp at all. I think is, I mean, really what it comes down to. I mean, and you know, this game was not a game where it was like some, oh, they just, you know, had a bad shooting night from three and the Nets made a bunch of shots and, you know, whatever. I mean, Bucks were 13 to 33 from three. The Nets were nine out of 30. You know, it's not like the Nets set the world on fire from three point range. The Nets were 12 for 22 from the foul line, which, you know, I guess, hmm. uh, you know, you always look at the a team with um, Nick Claxton as, as being a threat to have bad free throw nights. Um, but it was really just everything else. And, you know, we, we started camp talking about this idea of the bucks, you know, cutting down on opponent threes and mission accomplished. The only problem is they literally haven't stopped any other type of shot teams and that's 51% overall in this game. And, uh, you know, what were they? 34 of, uh, 54. I mean, again, just bucks just got roasted, uh, inside the arc and, in transition, I mean, the Bucks transition defense was non-existent. Like that is something that this team normally does very well, but they just looked. I don't know. I think Doris Burke, you know, referenced the the travel and everything. They just look kind of like tired and kind of going through the motions for long stretches of this game, and you know, like 
Giannis coming back in late when the Nets had benched all their starters. And, you know, I was just like, okay, I, I guess I'm glad that maybe Giannis is taking it a little personally because he was really poor. I mean, six out of 21 from the field. Skill source 24 points because he got to the line a ton. Um, but he just looked, you know, he looked like he basically hadn't played at all from the preseason, which essentially he hasn't, right? It's only the second game. He didn't look good in the first game against Atlanta and Abu Dhabi either. So, yeah, I mean, just uh, a very um, underwhelming preseason for the Bucks, And, you know, Drew Holiday at least had his shot going a little bit, but he had seven turnovers in this game. So, um, you know, aside from aside from Javon Carter, not you know, I don't know that anybody really covered themselves in glory for the Bucks this preseason. You know, the, the list of winners and losers is uh, very short on winners, let's say. I don't know if they're really any, like, big losers because it's just preseason. But, um, you know, I think, again, just Bucks we look like a team that really is missing Chris Middleton and is just really missing any kind of look of, of polish on the floor right now. And I thought it was funny. People, I don't know if many people were even watching at that point in the fourth quarter when Bud was getting interviewed. Um, but he made the comment like, I, I, you know, I think we've had a good, a really good training camp, but we're not showing it on the floor and we don't feel great about that. And so they've got now, you know, essentially a, a week plus to, uh, to iron some things out, um, before, uh, before they, they face the the Sixers on, on opening night. But let's just say, I'm certainly not like going into that game feeling like the bucks are going to be raring and ready to, uh, to, to start the NBA season. And you, know, you hope, hope that they have a similar experience last year where they again, didn't look good in preseason and then showed up, and look great on opening night against Brooklyn on ring night. But, um, but yeah, let's just say, you know, hopefully they're starting to take a, this a little bit personally and, you know, you hope pride kicks in at some point here because um, definitely the, the play in the preseason, even putting aside the record, right. It's not like the bucks looked good for long stretches, but you know, the bench blue games, the fourth quarter, like they only really had one game that they had a chance to win. And that was the, you know, reserve fest G league game. Uh, that, that was the opener against the Grizzlies. Other than that, you know, no matter who's played, they really have kind of just at best hung around. And then in the second halves, teams have just rolled them. And again, I think defense, offense, not a whole lot to 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 to, to write home about on either side. Yeah. So if you do look, and again, I think it, it this would be uh, heavily indicated by the Nets had their bench cleared and the Bucks made this a little more interesting. But it was. Yeah, well into double digits by the time basically the net starters uh, stopped playing. I, I saw a few people, and there is, and we generally go down this path of okay, it's preseason. How you know how concerned are we actually going to be? But yeah, they just really, <coughs> they just really haven't looked good. And I think yeah, Bud had a hint of annoyance. He he, he threw a smile in at the end of the interview, but you could tell that he wasn't exactly uh, pleased with the way the team was playing and. It's no surprise to anyone that Giannis would, uh, he always tries to play hard. He was trying, I would say tonight, but he also looked pretty frustrated whether it was the way he was being defended, the fact that he wasn't able to finish some of those shots uh, at the rim. He finally got an and one on a spin move, I think in the third quarter. And he kind of just rested his head up against the stanchion and just took a few seconds because I think he was starting to get annoyed. That's certainly what it looked like. I don't think he had a lot of fun uh, in in the matchup with with Ben Simmons, in terms of the way he normally just completely obliterates preseason when he plays in limited minutes. So uh, I did see a lot of people tweeting out the the stat that 
Uh, the Bucks were 0 and 5 in preseason when they won the title. I can't remember, Frank, 0 and 3. Uh, how, 0 and 3. how they 0-3 3 was it? I can't remember how they looked in those three games, but yeah, I'm certainly going to be tuning in with curiosity on opening night and probably a little uncertainty about how this team is going to look. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, my biggest concern is just the fact that there, there's no Chris Middleton on opening night. Yeah. And so just your margin of error is just necessarily uh, a lot narrower and, and going to put a lot more pressure on Giannis in terms of, you know, he's not going to have those nice pick and roll actions with Chris. You know, he's not going to have Chris throwing those alley-oops and look-ahead passes that, that we're used to Chris giving him some easy buckets on. So it's going to be Chris, or sorry, Giannis, obviously, and Drew. And um, Giannis, I think, is just going to have to shoulder a lot more kind of creation load than than he might uh, otherwise have to. And it, it's, it's, a, it's been hard to tell um, in preseason because – not only are you missing Chris Middleton, obviously Joe Ingles is out for the foreseeable future, but then the fact that Wes Matthews hasn't played either has also just made it kind of harder to tell like what, how's this team actually going to look and match up because they, it feels like they're always either too big or too small, right? Like they're, they're always playing, you know, we, they've been playing these, these big lineups with Bobby and Brooke with Giannis, but then, you know, like tonight it was Javon Carter um, in the backcourt next to, Drew. And then again, I mean, Drew can defend whatever, right? You know, but you end up in this weird situation against a team like the Nets because I mean Drew's the one that started on KD, which you know, size-wise isn't isn't a great thing. Um, but what are you gonna do? Like, you know, we saw Giannis, he has a hard time getting over screens, and you know, I don't think he's a great matchup um for long stretches against uh, KD either. So it, yeah, I mean we're saying the obvious here, like they just need Chris Middleton back. That will, I think, bring in not just kind of the offensive piece, but just, I think, defensively as well, just create a much more normal set of kind of matchups and rotations that you can go to. Um, but we don't know when that's going to be, right? And I know we were talking about it, talking with Eric the other day, trying to figure out, like, when we're actually going to see Chris Middleton. I, You know, when you and Justin were talking about expecting maybe Christmas is the first month, that's like 14 games. I mean, like I, you know, I didn't have much confidence that they were going to be a top, certainly not the top seed in the East, but you know, I think if, if Chris is missing that many games right out of the shoot, no matter what the schedule is, um, you know, I, I wouldn't pick them to finish second, you know, and, and under those circumstances, right. I, I, I just think um, what we know about them in the past two regular seasons, um, they, they, they've, haven't had really extended stretches of looking good and, you know, coming into a season with, with now Chris out, if it is four weeks, then again, just that margin of error degree of difficulty just goes up a lot. And it just feels like a sort of different version of last year when it wasn't obviously Chris that had all the, all the injuries, but you know, you had drew out for, for a period at the start of the season. And then obviously after opening night, Brooke was out, and they were really thin uh, in the big ranks. So, um, so yeah, I mean, again, I, I think otherwise you feel like you, know, you avoided seemingly uh, major injury in the preseason. I, I assume Wes Matthews is going to be fine for opening night. I don't think we've heard anything suggest otherwise. Um, but Wes Matthews' health is suddenly extremely, extremely important for a team that, you know, right now it went their entire preseason basically without their kind of three primary small forwards. So, um, 
so again, like, you know, the good news is Giannis stinking and the Bucks looking bad and, you know, not, not defending well, not getting back in transition, all that ultimately doesn't count. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll forget about the preseason record, um, you know, uh, pretty quick as, as long as they can, you know, kind of get, get things going a little bit here in the regular season. But um, certainly it just feels like the, whatever value you could have gotten from the preseason in terms of getting rhythm and kind of really figuring out how you're going to play and, and some of the changes that, you know, they seem to want to make, especially defensively, just doesn't really feel like they got a whole lot of value and, and reps out of this. Right. But again, you got to get them at some point. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the, I don't want to say the, the, the switch gets flipped, but uh, hopefully the sharpness returns sooner rather than later. And, you know, some of these issues are having get ironed out a little bit, but, but again, some of them also are just due to the fact that you don't have, you know, uh, your second, third best player. And um, obviously uh, you're missing other key guys as well. Uh, Philadelphia, they actually went undefeated in the preseason by the way, as well. So they're rolling and you can tell that there are some teams that are motivated for different factors. Maybe we talk about Brooklyn a little bit uh, in this podcast as well as the first kind of look at, well, really, I mean, there's only been a couple of looks in total of these three guys playing together for the Nets. Uh, and Chris Milton gave an injury update on the broadcast. Actually, it was an extremely long interview with Chris Milton on ESPN, but it was interesting uh, nonetheless. But first, I want to talk about Bet Online. <coughs> as, as I cough, Bet Online is your number one source for football betting this season, but uh, they've also got the NBA odds, and you might want to. Uh, check out the NBA odds. I don't know. Are people scared off by this Bucks preseason 0-5? Maybe there's some value there, but you can find out all the lines at betonline.net uh, along with uh, individual matchups, uh, awards, and all those types of things. BetOnline remains your continued source for all sports wagering information. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including uh, the baseball postseason as well, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, you reference, we, you know, we try and pick up the breadcrumbs uh, when it comes to injuries with the Bucks, uh, shall we say. But uh, Chris did say on the broadcast today uh, that he only started any type of ball handling today, uh, which... Opening night is eight days away, so at least we can fully confirm that he's probably not playing in eight days. And if he's only just started ball handling, he said he started to do some very light shooting. No contact, though, probably a couple of weeks away. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a fair stint uh, without Chris Milton, but to uh, that's probably as much detail as we've got about the injury at this point, so it was least uh, interesting. What about the, the Nets, though? Uh, this is a different look and, you know, I made a dangerous uh, decision today on Twitter to tweet something about Ben Simmons that was uh, even relatively positive about the way he played tonight. I thought he was good. And, yeah, you, you, you attract some attention if you want to tweet anything positive about Ben Simmons. Let's just say that. But uh, it's a different dynamic, certainly from James Harden uh, with these two. Probably the best two perimeter scorers he's ever played with. Well, I think that's safe to say. So it is a completely different look. We've seen him defending Giannis. We saw Giannis defending Ben Simmons on offense a little bit as well. And yeah, you didn't have Middleton. You didn't have West Matthews. So things could change in terms of the matchup. But 
did you see anything from the Nets or what's your general thought on the Nets entering the season? Because they are still an unknown for the main reason that who knows if all these guys are actually going to continue to play throughout the season. I mean, if they're healthy, then and they can avoid self-destructing and, you know, fighting each other or, you know, Kyrie deciding that he's got some other cause that causes him to stop playing basketball or whatever, then um, they should be very good. Uh, they're probably the ultimate wild card in, in the in the East or, or maybe in the league, to be honest, uh, just because there's so much potential always with Kyrie in particular to just do things that, you know, totally run things off the road and, you know, make everybody's life more difficult. So, you know, I think they're the, they're the, um, the boomer bus team of, of the season. And, uh, you know, in the playoffs a couple of years ago, they, we heard that they were, you know, going to be a terrible defensive team and they defended the bucks better than anyone in their title run. Right. I mean, the Suns, the Hawks, the Heat, um, certainly the Heat and the Suns on paper, much better defenses than the Heat. And uh, Bucks scored like 117 offensive rating against those guys. And I think they were at like 105 or something like that against the Nets. I mean, they were really stuck in mud against the Nets. And um, obviously a lot of the personnel is, is changed over in terms of like some of the big guys, you know, no Blake Griffin, no Jeff Green. Um, you know, so, I mean, things are, things are different, obviously just have, you know, Claxton's kind of your only like reliable proven quote unquote proven big guy. Um, and he looked really good tonight. I mean, he, he really feasted off of the attention that, uh, Kyrie and, and KD were able to get and the Bucks really didn't, didn't do a good job accounting for, for Nick Claxton. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, again, it's just, can the Nets, you know, not, shoot themselves in the feet and the arms and the legs and the head by the, by the you know end of the season. If they don't, then I don't think you're going to want to see them in the playoffs necessarily, but I thought it was a little eye opening for sure that, you know, Giannis didn't seem to have any answers for kind of going at them. And, you know, again, like, you know, he that was that play where he just backed down Simmons and just dunked on him and bumped him and kind of stared him down a little bit. And, you know, he rolled out a like zero foot, little hook shot that seemed to go down and just wouldn't. And, you know, his jump shot, I don't, I don't know that he's maybe he's made one, one jump shot all of preseason in the two games he played. Like he hasn't looked sharp at all with his jump shot. And, um, you know, so I, but I think certainly the team defense was, was good from the nets. And um, again, on paper over a seven game series. Yeah. I think Giannis is going to do just fine against the nets. Um, but you can't take these things for granted. You know, you, you just, um, especially in a situation like this, how much of this is a preseason rust for Giannis. And I'm sure some of the reason why he wanted to stay in because, because, you know, he felt like he needed to get his, his feel back and needed to get his rhythm back. And now he's got to wait another week before he plays an NBA game. So whatever he might've gained, I don't know. Um, and again, just sort of uniquely Giannis and that he could, I mean, that was a terrible Giannis game and he still ends up with, you know, 24 points on 19 shots, which just kind of tells you how high his bar is and how high his floor is, even when he's not seemingly got anything going offensively. But, um, but yeah, it should be, should be interesting. And certainly against Philly, you know, Embiid and PJ Tucker now on opening night, I think PJ dinged his knee up 
in the game, the Philly game tonight, but I'm going to guess he'll be fine by opening night. So um, it will be definitely a challenge, especially with Philly not having to account for, for Chris Middleton and, you know, be able to really focus on Giannis and Drew on opening night. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm moderating expectations, you know, um, like at, like any sad sack old school bucks fan, I'm trying to manage my expectations, even though I know this is a, a championship caliber team. You do seem a little bit flat tonight, uh, Frank. Are you, are you excited to get down about the Bucks? And you're on mute. Hey? I'm feeding off the Bucks' lack of energy and bringing that same lack of energy is what, what I'm doing, Kane. We need you to bounce back. It's not good enough. It's uh, it's a preseason. They, they haven't lost the regular season game yet. That, uh, that Abu Dhabi, just watching them play in Abu Dhabi tired me out. So, you know, uh, I didn't have to sit on a 14-hour plane flight, but, you know, such is life. Well, uh, I will say, you know, and uh, Doris Burke, as you mentioned, did reference uh, not only the flight, but definitely referenced the back-to-back a few times. And I did feel like saying, like, all these guys playing didn't even go to Chicago. <laughs> I don't think... Giannis, Giannis didn't even go to see his brother. I, I was surprised. You know, I didn't, I mean, Giannis, I don't think was was even in the building, was he? I mean, which was funny because Casas ended up playing. Uh, you feel like Giannis, oh, I mean, Giannis, you know, they would make trips to, Oshkosh to see like Alex and Costas play and stuff like that. Like, so part of me is just like, man, no love for, for brother, brother Costas. But, um, but yeah, I certainly, yeah, I, I agree. You can't, can't blame tonight on the back-to-back and the back-to-back was stupid. Don't get us wrong. It's stupid to have a back-to-back in the preseason, especially when you've literally just come back from, you know, a flight half a world away. But, uh, but yeah, I agree. A little rich to blame uh, to blame the struggles tonight on on the back to back. Javon Carter wasn't didn't look like he was struggling on the second night of a back to back game. At least we can always count on Javon Carter, Mister Mister Reliable from from the Bucks 2022 preseason. Is Javon Carter a better playmaker than Grayson Allen? Oh yeah, Grayson Allen didn't play tonight either. I was like, I'm like trying to think, like, well, why did the lineups look so weird? Uh, playmaker. I don't know. It's kind of one of these things. Like, I don't, I, I can't think of a single like impressive pass Javon Carter's made. Like to me, he's kind of like you know a yeah, game manager, caretaker. Yeah, he's good to getting to like that kind of like elbow extended range, and you know has really good touch from there. He's never getting to the rim. Obviously, he's not like an explosive guy, and he's really small, but. Um, the three-point shooting has been again just—he's at fifty percent again for yeah. the preseason. Uh, and I mentioned George Hill also above fifty percent quietly. So yeah, essentially the Bucks' backup point guards, um, you know, whatever whatever shooting we didn't see in that Boston series from the Bucks, apparently uh, Javon Carter and George Hill are locked and loaded uh, here coming into the preseason. So save some of those bullets for uh, for the playoffs, guys. So I didn't think, you know, last year, and it's been probably a consistent theme uh, with the Bucks. And last year they were coming off a couple of guys, obviously, were at the Olympics. So, yeah, I think we tempered our expectations and there was, everyone was just really excited for ring night, but I think there was some uncertainty. But the way they just blew the doors off the nets, all of a sudden you had this reassurance that you just carried with you for the next, you know, few months because even if they look bad, you're like, well, we've seen it. They can they can turn it on. It's fine. Uh I wouldn't want to see him get blown out on opening night because that would probably raise a, a few more questions, particularly with Chris out of the lineup. But uh, this is the last preseason post-game pod. 
uh, thankfully, I think I'm I'm done with them. But uh, is there any thoughts you want to leave us with? I asked you this last night, and I think we're I think look, it hasn't been a the most overwhelmingly positive experience this preseason. But is there is there anything left you've got? Um, I thought I mean Marjan Bochamp hit two threes, and you know there were a couple moments where he had to guard KD or Kyrie. KD kind of took him one-on-one and settled for a mid-range jumper, which obviously whatever KD can hit those all day, but <laughs> missed it. Um, but I, I thought that was kind of like what I would hope Marjan looks like in an average regular season game. And again, whether he actually plays in a regular regular season game, like I'm not holding my breath here, but if he were to get an opportunity, you know, had an early open three point look, buried it uh his second shot was like kind of like he was in bucks versus bulls nobody's out there i'm just gonna check shots mode like Giannis was like was Giannis like about to post up or something i don't know but Giannis was like right in front of him and he kind of like hesitated and then put up the three that was pretty well contested and i was kind of like yeah that's not a shot you take when you've got Giannis and you know other legit dudes on the floor uh but then he had another uh, catch and shoot three to start early in the fourth quarter as well and um you know just no fouls no turnovers like just make the simple play don't get caught you know doing stupid rookie fouling stuff if he does those things and as we've been saying all along then you know his runway to being able to be competent in minutes is um is a lot shorter and again whether you know he actually translates into playing time who knows probably not going to see him if Wes is, is back and, you know, the non Chris and Joe Ingalls group is, is relatively healthy, but, um, you know, it was encouraging to see him again, not doing a ton because of who was out on the floor with him, but just knock down those open corner threes stand, you know, be, be capable looking defensively. Don't make mistakes. That's really the kind of the, the ask of him. And, uh, you know, I think he, I'm not going to say he passed with flying colors, but that was another positive step. I think it's been a positive, you know, 36 hours for him between these two games. And, um, you know, now it's just a matter of just nose to the grindstone, whether he's playing or not, um, going to the regular season and just hopefully being ready for at some point when he does get a chance. Uh, when he did put up that shot, I did uh, think about uh, how adamant I was on last night's podcast that he wouldn't take those shots uh, with Giannis, Giannis on the floor, but hey, uh, we admire the confidence and uh, we admire everyone for making Locked On Bucks their first listen every day as well. Uh, but for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. Uh, the local team experts, including myself, and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combine into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, do we have to, now that we've seen preseason, I'll have a podcast tomorrow. I'm going to podcast with Camille. Uh, everyone loves when Camille's on the podcast. So we'll have a chat tomorrow. But uh, we've got a few days next week. I believe the Bucks are having an open scrimmage on the weekend, which I'm sure plenty of our listeners will get to. And then next week, I guess we should do over-unders, right? We should probably do that. Yeah, annual tradition. We'll do them and then we'll forget all about them. You know, that's what we do. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's do over-unders. Um, 
what's the over under on uh, AJ Green having an, a roster spot by the time we do our over unders? I don't know what it is. I was just livid to see him. <laughs> I think he came in in the first quarter of this game, and he only played six minutes. Plus four yeah. though. Plus four. Marjan Bochap yeah. plus fourteen. Hey, there you go. Um, I think he was a beneficiary of maybe some of the like Giannis versus Scrubs uh, lineups there late, but um, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll do over unders and hopefully. <laughs> I hate being a jerk about AJ Green having a job, but I think everybody who listens who's been listening to us knows we we continue to not understand why AJ Green has a uh, has a two way spot with the Milwaukee Bucks and. Uh, I don't know. Let's just leave it at that. Hopefully this gets answered for us at some point soon. He did take uh, one contested mid-range today when Giannis was on the floor in a possession where Giannis didn't touch the ball. And I thought that might be uh, the last straw for Giannis. But anyway, uh, we'll see. See what happens over the next uh, few days. But if you've got any funny over and unders that (laughs) that you want us to attack, I better stop this podcast. I'm uh, starting to... uh, fall under the weather here but uh yeah if you've got any funny over and unders for us let us know in the youtube comments and we'll hit them we always got a few silly ones i made the mistake last year of going over and under for Giannis mean mugs and i realized after five games that this was going to be really really difficult to track and plus i was well and truly way under he this man was doing about three a game so anyway uh, let us know we'll hit that next week before opening night against philadelphia but frank and myself will leave it there see you guys tomorrow